The train headed for Sunset City will be departing soon. Welcome everyone to another episode of Sunset City. I'm Nick. I'm one of your hosts alongside our good friends who will introduce himself. And starting with our, our British persona man. Hello, I'm Pup. That was that was riveting. I I, I know I now know. <laughs> I, I figured I we did the full on introductions in the last one. I so now I figured know I'd make it quick. so much more about you and the intricacies of your personality. Don't, I'm impressed. You'll don't you'll learn that over the course of time. Him. That was we, the most polite he's ever been. Why would you do that? <laughs> Fair enough. Hi, I'm Wayne. I also make videos. <laughs> Hi, I'm Cirrus, and I picked a career on YouTube that I can't stand. I'm kidding. That's not the way I'm going to go with that. I, I have a very unhealthy relationship with this blue hedgehog. Jesus Christ, Cirrus. We didn't need your whole life story. Jeez. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast, guys. Oh, we'll be back next week. <laughs> 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 all right, so this show is all about um, Sonic news and topics that we generally would not be covering in uh, YouTube videos or stuff like that. Um, wanted a little bit more of a free-form conversation going, and we have wonderful people together to do just that. We do? So, don't, God, don't. <laughs> 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 Pretending to be professional. Why do you keep <laughs> ruining my life? Riveting stuff. <laughs> I'm just going to have to tweet that Nick says I'm ruining his life on Twitter.com. Well, there you go. Fantastic. Well, uh, this week we do have a couple of interesting um, bits of news or non-news, I guess. More speculation as per usual, which I think the Sonic fan base has gotten used to. Um, One of those being Sega at E3 this year and what we have lost in terms of Sonic Adventure remakes, if Zippo is to be believed. so. That's super interesting. I think the Sonic stu- Adventure stuff is going to lead into bigger topics. So I figured maybe we should start with the E3 stuff. Um, Pup, you brought that to our attention. Did you want to tell the world so what you found out? Sega are not going to be present at E3 this year. Or at least there's been no announcement of them being present. They've kind of... E3 has announced there'll be Microsoft present and a bunch of other studios, Nintendo, but no presence from Sega. Now, what does that mean for Sonic's 30th anniversary? Like, it's probably kind of easy to write it off at this point. Um, But with that said, if Sega not being at E3 were an indication of a lack of games, that would also mean that Sega aren't going to produce any games in the foreseeable future, and I just don't quite believe that. Um... But, like, I'm interested to know, do you guys think there will be a Sonic game this year? I don't think, I do. I don't think it's going to be this year. I think we may get an announcement near the end of the year, but I am I am hoping uh, that Sega has maybe learned their lesson about trying desperately to get the Sonic game out for whatever anniversary they're supposed to be celebrating. As much as I like the idea of having a Sonic anniversary game, how many times have we gotten a Sonic game that's like, this is the this is the anniversary game, and we get a Sonic Genesis on the GBA, or we get a Sonic 06. Oh, or Sonic With that being Forces. said, Sonic Forces was delayed by a year. That's true. Mm-hmm. And look how much good it did it. What a brilliant to, anniversary celebration. <laughs> to be fair, though, Sonic Forces, at, at least with that one, there's a bit of a, a unique problem that it faced, and that's that, for some reason... They were trying to make a Hedgehog Engine 2 because I guess the first one didn't make things pretty enough. I'm sorry, Unleashed is a beautiful game. Um, so at least with that one, there was a there was the issue where they went, okay, so we have a Hedgehog Engine 2, and apparently it couldn't handle larger levels as easily as the first engine did. I can so see like that. so like the extension was obviously because they're working on an upgrade of the engine. So I'm less worried about getting another forces there because if with the engine done in quotation marks. Ideally, we shouldn't have that problem going forward, but that's... Unless that's... they make Hedgehog Engine 3 to accommodate for the new hardware. No! <laughs> that would be a bit of a vicious cycle. Uh, one thing I did hear was that uh, Sonic Forces went through several stages of differing production, where the plan was originally that Sonic would be such a small part of the game and it would be focusing on the Avatar. And then the plan changed so that Sonic and the Avatar would be side by side at all times. And basically, 
in the process of separating Sonic and the Avatar, they cut levels in half so that modern Sonic would get one half and the Avatar would get the other. Which is why the levels are so short, is because they divided them up between the different characters. I read that in a YouTube comment section. But, like, um, <laughs> that's... Uh, Excellent sourcing. I can, I I mean, can believe it. it. Given I the final product, it. it's not that, like, unreasonable... No, and like, there's what what their their citation was was that hackers had found evidence that that could be the case. Uh, other examples are that there are little areas of certain levels that are completely inaccessible in the final game that you can get to via hacking. For example, an extra part of Null Space. Um, but yeah, that, that there's a lot to the Sonic Forces mystery. Um, but like, I worry that basically. Sonic Forces was the result of Sega wanting to get their game onto a new piece of hardware that was unfamiliar to them. They made Hedgehog Engine 2 because they wanted to push the limits of that console and in the end made a very mediocre game with that Hedgehog Engine 2 because they didn't really know what they were doing with it. My fear is they're going to do Hedgehog Engine 3 for the PlayStation 5 and they're going to get on top of all that ray tracing magic and that. And because of that, they're once again going to suffer in other terms. Um, But... That's just purely speculation. I do think maybe it could be that maybe we get the announcement of the game for the 30th anniversary and then the game itself comes at a later date when they've mastered all that. I'd be comfortable with that. I'd just like to have some idea of what's going on at this point. Um, Because by now, you'd think there'd be some kind of announcement. I remember with Sonic Generations, the game was announced around April, mid-April time, if I remember right. So it could be one of those situations. But I don't know. Wasn't there a whole thing like last year where they're supposed to be having like a new announcement or something every month? Yeah, that so, didn't happen. So, okay, let me lay out some stuff for you. Um, I don't want to interrupt anybody, but I'm going to try and give you guys my um, understanding of things as I observed it through the years there. First off, Wayne, as far as what you're mentioning, yes, there was originally a plan to announce a Sonic-related thing every single month in the year of 2020. If you look back at everything that's come out and everything relating to Sonic in the year of 2020, I still think they still did things related to Sonic. I don't know if we've ever been guaranteed a video game announcement last year at uh, South by Southwest. That's never been where they announced a game outside of like a teaser for, I think, racing, right? And they waited till that summer before they finally announced it. And then later that year, it came out. I think that's what happened. They did announce things like emojis and wallpapers and stuff like that. I think it's mainly that they flew over our heads because they were so insubstantial. Um, well, not but, just the emojis. I'm talking about like they had clothesline, clothes yes, stuff. They um, had new yeah, toys. Merch. They had uh, uh, G Fuel. There was a whole bunch of other stuff. If you go yeah. to Speed Supersonic's channel, he's he is the Sonic um, news merch guy. So yeah. he will he will he like he's laid that out more than a couple times. He's more focused on on merch than games so yeah like when you lay it all out there was still plenty of things reminding you of the franchise's existence in the year of 2020 um and that's that's just kind of how you have to do things when you're at sonic's level of a franchise which is this weird space of like i'm not as big as mario but i'm not as small as like oh no (laughs) like this is a brand that has to maintain it is it is a youtube channel of a brand where it always needs to have something going on, not like grand and huge, but like enough to remind people that it's still there. It's going to um, be um, the ultimate nightmare scenario. Sonic's 40th anniversary is like, hey, I just got this new hedgehog plush. Oh, really? What's it from? I don't know. It's just a plush. Oh, God. I mean, so you know, wait. the day that that happens will be the day that like, considering that Sonic as a franchise already kind of exists, wholly on the design of its character now, that would be, that is the nightmare scenario, because as soon as it's unrecognizable, oof. I think that's what everyone's afraid of. It's it's not, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to be, I'm going to say this though, Sirius, you raised the point uh, where you said if it's going to be like an, if it's even going to be an anniversary game at this point. I gotta admit, I think I would be more excited for a non-anniversary Sonic game. You know, like if, because Sega seems to have an anniversary mindset now. Whereas, like, if it's an anniversary game, we've got to have Green Hill Zone, Chemical Plant Zone, Classic Sonic, all this. We've got to have this uh, big circle jerk of the previous Sonic games. I, if, if they just said the next game is coming out when it comes out, it will come out in uh, 2022, and it will be a non-anniversary title, it's just the next Sonic game. I think I'd be even more happy with that, to be honest. Because, like, if it means that we're getting a brand new experience, uh, to quote Mr. Izuka, like, that, that would make me much happier than 
another tribute to the past because like Sonic basically is just the past these days. I think I would like if they treated it if they treated anniversary stuff the way that they treated it back when we had like Adventure 2 where the anniversary celebration isn't that we're celebrating all this stuff from the past. The closest thing we got in like Adventure 2 was the the nod to Green Hill. Like get all the yeah. emblems you get Green Hill. Stuff like that is fine for me for like anniversary stuff celebrating everything from the past now that we've had mania and we've had generations we've had a celebration and rehashing of 2d sonic and 3d sonic and i think now that we've got all that we're good we've celebrated everything if you want to have green hill again you know what do something interesting with it don't have it as like the first level in the next game that we play again maybe make it you could do is you could take Green Hill Zone and make it look like Sand Hill Zone. <laughs> More like Sand Hill. Fuck off, Wayne. No, I, what I would like to see if they, so if we do get, if Sega wants to keep the mindset of let's release our games as, as anniversary things and as celebrations, then do almost an Adventure 2 thing where the celebration is the fact that we got a fucking good game, not that we got a game that rehashes everything that we've had before. And if you want to have Green Hill, throw it maybe at the end or something so that it freaks you know, people out. Like, give us a hyper-hard Green Hill final level. They could have it so it's like, um, rather than having an anniversary game, they have an anniversary level within that game. Like, you could have, like, a birthday cake zone or something. And Sonic is literally made of icing. That'd be awesome. Sonic Colors flashbacks just went through my mind. So weird. Yeah, but it's better, though. Food theme levels with Sonic. I'm just hungry. <laughs> I just okay, you know okay. what, you know what we really All need. All right, so let me, let me Nick, are you okay? You're like dying. Thought here, Nick, as Nick far is as high again. What's up? Concerned, Nick. Nick. So every, every... there is something interesting that yes. You're, so your your oh, speech. My... Hang on, hang on. I'm gonna try and <laughs> like not trying to interrupt. You were you were like the the molasses robot for a little bit. Am I? Am I heard? You are heard. Yes. Oh, beautiful. Okay. All right. So <laughs> let me let me jump back into to my my thing here real quick as far as the uh, E3 is concerned. Um, uh, about the Sonic Bubsy crossover, right? God damn it. God damn it, Wayne. Um, There's no pause for alarm, Wayne. Well, here's the <laughs> thing. Like, has Sonic actually been at E3 in this last decade or so? Yes. There was the Sonic Forces E3 trailer, which showcased Perfect Chaos. Not Perfect Chaos. Chaos, uh, Zabok and stuff. The, as I refer to it, uh, false advertisement trailer. And, and before that, we had, like, I mean, granted, I think this is actually a decade old at this point, but we had, like, Sonic Colors and 4 that were E3. Like Sonic, Generations as well. Yeah, Sonic's generally been at E3. Was but... Mania revealed at E3? Yeah. No, no, it was level not. Two, didn't they? No? It was not. Ah. No, nothing is ever announced at E3. Sonic have, Mania 2 confirmed. They have a Sonic birthday-themed event going on like across the street from E3 or somewhere else in LA at the same time. It's ah, never yes. at E3. And ah. I think all you're seeing in terms of Sega at E3, I think you're just you're just seeing some of the Japanese related companies because it's also Square and Sony again isn't back. Because they don't need it. They don't see the fucking point of it. They'd rather just do their own digital events instead of spending all this goddamn money, you know, going to E3. Because there's just no point to it. Sega okay. doesn't make that much of a splash. Nobody's there to see sega do their thing and sonic is such an isolated and fervent fan base that they are just gonna do their own thing and i'd imagine that's what they're gonna do again at this point they've been so quiet for so long they kind of have to do it they have to do well, their own event and do their own thing in terms of sonic and whatever he's gonna do next well sonic, so I, it, I think you're gonna see that again it, sega also just kind of feels like the the poster boy for lost potential where they have so many great memorable ips at their disposal that they just don't do anything with because they don't make money why on earth Sonic would they to that. if they don't make money we finally got a night sequel and it tanked you can buy that thing for three dollars at any used game store nobody cares golden axe they tried a few times nobody gives a shit altered beast is in the uk nobody knows about it and it's because they're usually bad i will i will grant that but like these things don't make money so why on earth would they keep making them? They try to bring back. Like... E- they didn't bring back Echo. The guy who created Echo tried to do a Kickstarter, failed. Well, that's like... because Echo deserves to die in a hole. But like, oh, uh, you oh, to, uh, oh, like... the dolphin or the franchise? Because it yes, was the dolphin. I'm not. Jeez, <laughs> I love Echo the games. Get I, Peter I, I, on the phone. I'm gonna 
turn him into boots. Um, that's no, that's the no, like uh, I, I feel like if they were gonna make like some kind of reprisal for Jet Set Radio, that would do well. Like that would gain Didn't hype they? really fast. I don't Wait, think so, dude. I don't, I don't know if so it would do well in sales. Like fans would probably love it, sure, but I don't know if if they'd get the You're... general market. Like yeah. I. I'm a Sonic fan, but I'm not a Sega fan. I couldn't give a flying fuck about half of the things I do. And that's kind of where I am as well. Like, I I might do a, a Jet Set Radio rehash if it came out, but at the same time, like, I wasn't a Dreamcast baby, so I didn't get that game when it came out, and it didn't it didn't fill a niche for me. It's like with it's like when you have somebody who's not a Nintendo fan, and then you ask them about like No More Heroes or Mad World or something. Like, we played games like that because that was just niche to our libraries with the Wii, it's the same thing with the with the Dreamcast. There's stuff that was niche to that library that if you didn't play that, it just, it just doesn't mean anything to you later. Well, well, if you want to talk about niche, especially when it concerns the Dreamcast, just look at Shenmue 3. Yeah, that game didn't turn out great, but the reception when it was announced was, like, explosive, and that thing, like, cranked out its Kickstarter. It at all. It, it, it did No, but, it, like, it horribly. got the... That's because the reviews came out and they were like, oh, no, guys, the game is actually garbage. Um, but like reviews that, again, aside, money, nobody gave a shit, dude. Like, that's a boring they, game. Enough people gave a shit to, to donate money. Was, I mean, do you yeah, see how how well the, the exact did? amount the tr- of people it did well in terms of Kickstarter, not in terms of the that's still the invested interest. marketplace. The truth is, though, the that's average market, person... though, dude, like a couple million is the most it was ever going to do. Yeah, the it's average not thing enough they to won. maintain a franchise, especially yeah, the, the one won. that started off with like the insane amount of money that Shenmue was. So, like that thing killed the Dreamcast. Like honestly, fuck that game. Fuck what those games up, up the up the wazoo. <laughs> From like a business perspective, you don't just make a game for those that donate to the Kickstarter. You don't just make a game for those that will read the reviews. You make a game for the average Tom, Dick, and Harry going to the store and thinking, "Hey, that looks kind of cool. I'll pick that up." Yeah, but and if that doesn't happen then it doesn't happen. And like, sure, it might have a great artistic idea to it, but if it doesn't sell, it doesn't sell. Yeah, yeah. but like at the same time, it's like taking a risk every once in a while. I, I think that's my thing with Sega is that like, yeah, I get the business standpoint or, or, or whatever, but I, I'm... Let me counteract that, It doesn't Wayne. feel like they try. I'm going to disagree with you again on that because again, they're, they're doing things right now that nobody's paying attention to. They have Streets of Rage 4. You have the drag... drag Panzer Dragoon remake. You have Alex Kidd coming out very soon. And they're they're getting these third-party smaller indie teams to make these things happen. I think that's the way to go for some of their older franchises because they've turned out incredible games. The remake is awesome. Streets of Rage 4 is like one of the greatest brawlers that we've had in recent years. Let's not forget Sonic Mania. Like that was a stroke of genius. And thanks to Mania's success, I think that's where we're seeing these other niche, long-forgotten Sega properties being brought back to the forefront. And we do have a Jet Grind Radio-style indie game that is coming out soon. And it doesn't have the label on it, but if it's a good game and it looks really fucking good, it it might garner attention for for the branding if you need the branding. But like... Well, wasn't that also Grind... started by the creator of Jet Set Radio? I, I haven't looked into enough to, to know one way or the other, I, I'll admit. But... um. My problem with Jet Grind wasn't the stylistic choices. I thought it was great. My problem was the controls. I thought it controlled like ass. So I I didn't play it back then. So if they can like ramp it up and like make that part good, I we might see a little bit of a resurgence. But like Sega is not Nintendo. You have Sonic fans and then you have everyone else. You have Total War fans. You have Yakuza fans. You have Persona fans. But it's not all under the same roof so they it is frustrating that they sit on these these ips but like i mean dude those things didn't save them from their consoles drowning like i i can't see them spending money on on other big projects from their past ips that have proven to fail there are good ideas there but that's that's not what executives see which sucks but but in in a world where we keep getting Bubsy games, though. Bubsy is getting made simply because the internet won't let it die. It's fucking <laughs> annoying. It's so fucking annoying. Bubsy was yeah. dead, and then we got videos on YouTube talking about Bubsy, and then other YouTubers latched onto that because, yep. as a talking point, it became very, very 
I'm not going to say profitable, but just from a YouTube uh, side of things, when you see a game that is interesting that you haven't covered, that a bunch of people are talking about and it's drumming up conversation, that's a game you end up covering on your channel and it creates a cycle for a while where all the conversation about this game is happening. And executive sees that and they go, oh, there are there are numbers here, there's potential here, or alternatively... Uh, and indie dev sees that and go, hey, we might be able to do something like this. If a company's not using the IP, they'll probably license it out for cheap. With I don't Bubsy know if it was well, like the original was, creator. That was like the, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, with Bubsy, there was also the ironic meme potential as well. That's, like, that's, what, were, that's why those games got made. That's exactly why they got yeah. made. Yeah. Sorry if I uh, repeated a point there. I kind of You're right. we, like my yeah. internet dropped out for a second <laughs> there. Um, so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I guess my ultimate point is like Sonic is it, its own entity within itself. And I think that's why we get so invested and we get so confused because I think Sega understands that the franchise stands alone from everything else it makes, no matter how often he brings in guest stars to go racing with him or play tennis or what the fuck ever. It's, they're so jarringly different from one another. Like you, you really can't manage a Smash Brothers style thing with Sega properties. But I kind of lost my point with Sonic at E3, but I I think also like the rest of the video game world, like Sonic stands away from it. Sonic works better with Mario characters and Nintendo style characters, and you're going to find more crossover with, with those fan bases, especially you guys who grew up with the GameCube, you know, first introduced to Sonic and stuff like that. But I think, I still think, honestly, I, I think COVID kind of threw everyone off here, so it is still up in the air, but... The plan might have always been, and it might still be, let's announce a Sonic-related thing on his birthday, which I'm very certain that's going to happen in June. I think that's when we're going to get an announcement. Um, and in the fall, if a game is ready, I think we have more than one game in the works. I would drop a game then, if not both of them. I would drop one of them then, and then you keep that momentum going into the next year with the movie coming out. So when kids go see the movie... They go out into the stores. Oh, what do we have? We finally have Sonic figures from Jack Specific, and we have these brand new Sonic games to play. Yeah, because that's that was, what I would do. That was one of the big issues with the first movie is that because they did the redesign, they didn't have enough time to do any proper merchandising for it, which is something right. that a character like Sonic, as a character who lives and dies on his design and profile, not having toys for the movie could have destroyed it. But which, which is why it's so funny that you still had so many people that were like, oh, is this big conspiracy where they were always going to have this other design. And I, they yeah. had, like, <laughs> I had a friend yeah. who just the had, stupidest people. I had a friend who had that point and I was just sitting there like, OK, look, I have a question as a as a studio. Would you bankrupt yourself solely to, to, to do this? Like you, you have to you have to think that a studio would willingly bankrupt itself for the marketing. You no. also have the contracts between Sega and Paramount as well to go through with that insane stunt. That's no, man. I can't imagine both companies, yeah, all the people like, under it, all the people on the production end of things. Everybody is on board with this insanely risky stunt. I mean, I know we've seen stupid shit done before, but like like Paramount in the movie studios, like they're not they're not in the position to pull off dumb shit like Acclaim did back when they were dying and in their death rattle they tried to have people you know advertise their stupid games on tombstones or whatever the fuck they were doing god damn it i mean also i just i don't understand like how is it so unheard of that a big hollywood corporation takes on a popular ip and just doesn't get it and messes it up like it's to be expected half the time you know so it's like usually usually what happens with that though is that the the big corporation messes it up and then we complain about it after the movie releases. Yes, that's that's the unprecedented part. But it's just like when people say, oh, no, it was a deliberate thing. It's like, no, I, I fully believe it. OK, we've we've had tattooed Joker and Suicide Squad. I can believe that we've got this Sonic here. And that I, they I thought, think someone thought it was a good idea. The only other thing I can think of to compare that to would be like uh, the more recent live action Ninja Turtle movies. Where I, yeah, remember I was there about to say that, too. Yeah, because. Yeah, the original idea was that there were going to be aliens or something, mm -hmm. and it's it super weird. Uh, and then that ended up getting shifted around because everyone collectively agreed that's a stupid idea. But even with you something like that, that, that was like that wasn't as much of a design change as that was a lore change. And it is so much easier to touch something up on a wiki 
than it is to to get a studio to remake a 3D character for 10,000 frames of animation. You it's say another, that. You say another. that, but like, I mean, Pup, I don't even think I need to remind you. Just look at what DC has been, for crying out yeah. loud. Yeah, they're a fucking mess right now. I was also going to mention like another example of um, a, co- a company changing a movie's direction uh, after backlash to an initial announcement was the recent Fantastic Four movie where what they were going to do was that Doctor Doom was going to be an internet hacker who went by the name of Doctor Domashev. Now, all of the hacker stuff is taken out of that film, but you can still see that their lip movements say Domashev when they mean to say Doom. And, and it's weird because wigs. like, <laughs> yeah the wigs that's the obvious one <laughs> a lot of stuff changed with that movie i mean also the original justice league just gonna throw it joss whedon that's that's reactionary and suicide yeah. squad and suicide squad yeah yeah dc there's <laughs> this is it i mean we are just in a very reactionary uh world when it comes to hollywood they have millions riding on the line they don't want to fuck it up they still fuck it up worse when they edit it out but in terms of sonic I mean, I I'm not the biggest fan of that movie, but yeah, like like Sirius keeps saying, like he he lives and dies by his design. Like he'll carry him through some real garbage video games. People just like that design and those characters that much. But um, yeah, I it, it saved that movie. It really did. Like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 100 honest. That movie not only was it saved by the design, but as good as good as as good as the movie is functionally, because I actually really do like that movie, and I will sing its praises if need be. But at the end of the day, it is a very by the books road trip film, of course, yeah. with a, with, like, with yeah. just a stupendid with with just a stupendous ending. If you've seen Euro Trip, you've seen Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> it was to be expected, though, that they go down that safer. It's a family film at the end of the day. Like they they all pretty much follow this formula. I I wasn't ever expecting it to be like a a massive, you know sonic adventure as we know it in the games and stuff like i i I, i'm on i'm pretty notorious for saying this but like i i don't like the adventure storylines and i i don't want sonic with the humans when i when i said adventure i didn't even mean like adventure oh sorry go on it's a different point you're doing here sorry my bad no you're fine um i'm still at to this day not sold on live action sonic i i don't want him with people i i want in an animated movie like I, I wanted a Pixar style movie. I wanted that studio who's who did the Unleashed stuff and Night of the Werehog. Who did? I think they're the guys who did Animated did. Sonic, right? They did. And now they don't exist anymore, and it breaks my heart. No, because... that's no, that's not it. No, that was a a post production effects company that went bust. Okay, yeah. okay, gotcha. But like they uh, they understand Sonic animation better than the fucking in game shit ever did, which is super frustrating. Like I want to see yeah. a movie of of that. That's what I want, and I still I think... want that. You'll I get Sonic's that with Sonic Prime. Out. I think you'll get that with Sonic Prime on Netflix. I think so too, and I, I'm looking forward to it to a point. I I've not seen anything from Man of Action that I like, and obviously I'm biased against Ben Ten, but I understand it's got like a deep, deep universe and and backstory. And you don't I'm like just ben nervous 10? because God damn it! But, but you are Ben Ten. <laughs> oh my god, Nick Tennyson. I do. I do have this feeling that it might be a little too late to have a cohesive world for Sonic. I don't. Because I don't think so. Can do it. I, I, I think it's it. stopped giving a shit about any like a consistency in that world post the adventure games. You can write all of that. You can write all of that off really easily. It's a you children's can. game series. You can cho- choose anything as a starting point, really. Like I don't think they've done anything interesting with it, that's for sure. The adventure I games were the last time any of that felt like it had anything to do with each other. So yeah, I, I um, am going to say that the at least the IDW comics exist, and one of the things that the IDW comics did really well where the past Sonic lore is concerned is they're constantly referencing back to this stuff that happened in previous stories, but without touching whether or not this happened on their world or another. Like when uh, when the fate for spoilers for IDW Sonic, when the face ship is introduced, I'm not going to say more than that. When the face ship is introduced, the very first thing Sonic says is, wait, is that the arc? Like, is, is Eggman making another arc? That would be weird. Well, I'm not talking about the comics. I'm talking I, about the games. I, well, but see, here's the thing I'm saying, though. If the argument is going to be that they, like, it's too late for them to make the world cohesive, my argument is that I think the existence of the IUW comics and the way that they're written shows that it's not really too late. Because in those comics, there's stuff like Rouge approaching Shadow on a grouping of floating platforms, which 
doesn't make any sense for our world, but that contextualizes Sonic World a lot better than most of the games I have mean, ever done. It okay. also uh, uses Sonic Forces as its jumping off point, doesn't it? Like, yes, I, I should rephrase. Even though they're not allowed it's, to mention Sonic not, Forces, it's Weird. it's not so much that it can't be done. I just don't think Sonic Team will do it. See it's, that I, I can agree with. I think the problem is Sonic Team is not a little bit more forthcoming with what they're doing. I think they actually have been trying their very hardest to make it as cohesive as possible. I think the past decade has been a soft reboot like we talked about last time where every character is very different after um after they wrapped up 06 um unleash was yeah, a transitionary was... game yeah and then when we got really into the boost stuff and we got roger craig smith everyone had a very distilled very cartoony very understandable personality to them even though it betrayed what we've seen as far as character growth is concerned in the adventure games which is a very different dynamic like the games were taking themselves super seriously and people latched onto those characters and those renditions of those characters and their growth as characters. But yeah, the, the past games, past games we've seen has just been like, let's just focus on everything that makes Sonic iconic. Let's focus on locations that any general person will say that's a Sonic world. Let's make it as streamlined and easy to understand as possible. It is not nostalgia pandering as much as it is. It is trying to make it as vanilla and marketable as possible. That's the problem we're running into with it. I don't think anybody would have a problem with classic Sonic if he played well. Yeah, that's that's what I've been noticing with all this stuff. I am very concerned because Forces was like it was in some ways like again, like we talked about last time. It showed that they are paying attention like, hey, we need a darker storyline. Cool. You still fucked it up pretty bad. It forces it yeah. showed that they couldn't rely on the playbook. It showed that like a new set of problems had arisen from what could have otherwise been a tried and tested formula. What also I showed mean, they don't know how to, how to use their characters. I mean, ninety percent I mean, of the would... dialogue between the cast is completely interchangeable. You could swap those lines between yes. anybody. It would be. The I mean, exact I way. would. I would argue that game to game continuity for Sonic isn't important and neither is characters having deep rooted characterization to be honest like just looking at it from a business perspective i feel like the simpler the more marketable it is like if they just make if they just make these characters effectively emojis it makes sense i'll always prefer the adventure era stuff but it made sense what they did with sonic colors for example and when you consider that these games are for itty bitty babies like it does make sense it's just just trying yeah they're trying to get that mario crowd is super hard we are a bunch of grown-ass adults (laughs) that are circle jerking around a blue hedgehog that is for itty bitty babies and it is important that we be self-aware about this i don't while i um while i appreciate if they can give us a good consistent story and while i appreciate some good consistent continuity i think it's very important that we as a collective adult sonic fandom don't take it for granted if we do get it yeah right it might I was going to say that I think when the the points that were made just a little bit earlier in the conversation about uh, forces basically relying on a playbook and that not working out very well, I think that for us to not take what they give granted, we also need to not accept basically bullcrap. If we get a a darker story that characterizes things a little better, but it's still the fuster cluck that forces was, that's still going to be a fuster cluck no matter what. So something I would say is... um... With the forces, okay, um, I'm going to do a quick comparison here. Um, Sonic Generations storyline, as in the cutscenes and stuff, not what like story the storyline. Yeah, okay, so hear me out here. Like the storyline of Sonic Generations and the storyline of Sonic Forces. I prefer the storyline of Sonic Forces from an entertainment standpoint because it's hilarious, it's a meme, and there's spectacle everywhere you look. There's big stuff going on, wow. Whereas Sonic Generations is empty, but I think Sonic Generations has a perfectly appropriate storyline and handling of its characters for the game it's supposed to be and from a business standpoint like if if i were a businessman and they said you need to make this as marketable as possible and you got to really hit that target audience i would just go ahead and say green light the generation storyline just keep it simple sonic's got to go find his little friends in his white world void thing and you know it makes so much more sense than there's this infinite fella and he's been scorned by shadow in the past and he was part of a jackal alliance and he was taken in by doctor fuck that you don't need that the kids don't give a shit about that it doesn't work well enough for the adults to give a shit about it just there's no need like if you're not gonna do it well 
don't do it you know well that's that's that kind of gets into my issue is that um it, like you were saying maybe the deep characterization doesn't matter but then don't try to do what forces was trying to do they want yes. all of the payoff with none of the work that goes into actually getting there yeah. forces, if forces earned none of the the end of that i'll just tangent off that for a half second when i streamed sonic forces the first thing everybody said when i beat the game in the in the chat was stop indulging yourself forces you didn't earn this exactly yeah. like that's the thing if you're gonna do that you've got to earn it you got to do it right if you're gonna do a big story and especially if you're gonna block cutscenes from the ps4's features you've got to earn that you've got to earn that status with decent at the very least decent cohesive writing and I, I would even determine that the stories of Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 aren't good enough. They're not up to it. They're, they're fun. I really like them. I like them a whole lot better than the stuff we're getting these days. But they still don't really work. Like, Sonic Adventure 2... So, Puck, I, let's, I love... let's... let's I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but let's, let's put a pin in that, considering our second topic here. Because we do need to jump off of, uh, of forces here for... Oh, of course. Let's, let's do that. Because we're, we're... I mean, we're episode two, and we're, we're complaining about forces all over again. This um, is going to happen, <laughs> isn't it? It's yeah, like if you guys are okay with me saying this part about forces, just because I'm thinking about it now... Yeah, go for I, it. I see it, as, I see it as somebody who was fun at a party but got a little bit too drunk, and now it's just ruined it for everybody. Because I think everybody was having a fun time with the boost games up until they didn't. So I feel like we we need a new dead category. hedgehog to kick a perfect shadow. Let's get you a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> let's get, let's. So shadows died. Sonics died. We need silver tails. Jesus, it's your time. I... At work the other day, a buddy and I, uh, somebody dropped off like a modded original Xbox and Shadow the Hedgehog was loaded onto it and we booted it up and I forgot that the freaking menu sounds were gunshots. I was <laughs> on the floor. Can you get more early 2000s than that fucking garbage? Glorious. Um, do you guys have any final thoughts as far as like what you think about Sega not being at E3 this year? I kind of just think it's like that's the way the gaming world's going. I think they're just trying to say like we're we're kind of we don't need you anymore. It hasn't been be a honest, miraculous thing for the last couple of years. Your point about them hosting their own event has actually put my mind at ease because it's like, yeah, they do do that. Don't they have that thing at the House of Blues? And because there's, you know, yeah. Because it's going to be purely a digital event this year, the deadline could shift anywhere, to be honest. And and I can't imagine, like, I don't know what they're even charging. Like, maybe we need to do some research on there. But, like, if they're still charging money to be at their thing, I, if I was a gaming company, I'd be like, what's the point? We were paying for the stupid space in L.A. I'm not going to pay your stupid fees for a digital-only event. Fuck. No, I agree with that. Please. That's, yeah, needless. Um but yeah, no, I, I look forward to June 23rd. And if that comes and goes and there's still nothing, I guess we're just going to have to wait a little longer. But there the will meantime... be something. If they don't, I'm going to be with everybody else in terms of Sega. Shit or get off the pot. I will be with the rest of everybody else. If Sonic's actual 30th birthday shows up and they don't say a fucking thing, then there, something's gone severely wrong. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think, Suri's Wayne? I'm... So, um, yeah, Wayne, you go first. Actually, from my perspective, I'm not expecting any Sonic announcements this year in I, terms of like any big games. That's where I am as well. I just optimistically, here's what I want. I want them to say, hey, we are releasing one last game in like this this current setup of Sonic as a as a soft reboot because of what happened with Forces. That's what I would like is like them them to do a a quick soft reboot of like post Sonic 3 and Knuckles Sonic. If they were already going to be doing adventure remakes anyway, then that would make sense for me, but past that, I I I don't know what I would want or expect from them. I feel very forces burned. I I um, honestly am at a point where I feel like forces burned lost world burnt it burned isn't the right word i was indifferent towards lost world i thought that was a very dull experience i i'm with you there wayne i i don't think it's anywhere near as bad as people make it out to be but i was just bored the whole way through yeah so it's not a, it's not a horrible game it's just whatever there. yeah yeah so the overall verdict is we wanted to be optimistic but sega forced our hands I, it was a Wii U game, dude. Like, I, I don't think anybody was going to put more effort than they had to with any of those projects. Like, it, it, that thing was dead in the water, and Sega was was stuck making games for a dead system. 
I, I don't really blame them for <laughs> I, shitting I will, out the games they did. I will say yeah. this about Sonic about uh, uh, Sonic Lost World on the Wii U, though. The Legend of Zelda level for that game gave me well so... Made. It, it gave me so much hope for what that game could have been, and it yeah. kind of made that game sting worse. I still gotta I, play the Zelda level. It's it's good. It's not like gonna blow your fucking mind, but it, it's okay. <laughs> it, so the, I, it yeah. feels like they dropped Sonic Lost World Sonic into Adventure One. A little bit. Open and that's more, like yeah. I kind of want honestly, even if it's not a straight up Sonic Adventure One remake, I do love that game to pieces. But honestly, my biggest thing about that is I want to see another another crack at a Perfect Chaos. Yeah. So let's again stand in it for a second because I think adventure is going to be our our main main thing here. But yeah, so okay, just wrapping up E three real quick. Uh, half of the room feels like we're going to at least get something in the summer. The other half is not sure we're going to hear anything at all. Yeah, yeah. I know Fair what I, I I don't even know what I want from Sega at this point. I want them to not get rid of Christian Whitehead. I don't care how many people are whining about Classic Sonic. Keep making those fucking games. They are amazing. Sonic team, you keep fucking up the way you always will. Let Christian want, Whitehead make good Sonic games. What I want is straightforward. I want playable Mephilus. I want there to be Chows. I want there to be Chip. I want the Werehog. And I want it to be in 2D and 3D. And You want Unleashed Adventure 2 and <laughs> Knuckles. That's what you want. I literally made that little cover thing as well. He did. I don't know if you've seen it. He did. Um... Okay, so let's get into the main thing, because I think we're going to be getting into adventure talk quite a bit. So the infamous Zippo, um, I don't know if you guys are aware. I don't really remember everything we talked about last time, um, but he was the one that dropped the rumors. And I guess he's been pretty on point with Nintendo related things. But he's the one that dropped the rumors of um, all these Sonic projects that are in the works, including this collection of eclectic Sonic games that have not been re-released super frequently. Um, and a more adventure style 3D game, and then a 2D game with the modern characters. I think he just kind of speculated off into saying that he thinks Dimps is going to do it, and they're going to move away from modern Sonic, or I mean from classic Sonic, and all this stuff. And I have my gripes with that particular set of rumors. I think that's a safe set of games, but I also think he's kind of out of his mind if they're going to hand off a 2D game to Dimps when you have... um headcanon there and you know a, yeah. a competent team that got praise the only bit of praise those games have gotten in a long time like dim whatever that's not important the important thing is he dropped another thing um he said as of april 3rd 2021 um he said that there were at some point sonic adventure remakes in the works but they have been canceled and i'm gonna just read off chunks of it here for you guys right now so he's flat out saying at the front of this thing that none of this is speculation. It's information that's been given to him by multiple people with connections to Sega. He says a lot of people knew about this and were very quiet about it until recently, and that's how it was framed to him. Um, he goes on to say, seems like some YouTubers, English and non-English speaking, found out about this, so before the story gets spun out into something that actually isn't, I'm going to drop the bombshell here. Sega, we're developing Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 remakes, meant to be 2015 releases for PS4 Xbox One and Wii U. Additionally, these were full remakes with rearranged music, a la Crash Insane Trilogy. Unfortunately, they were canceled. There's some evidence to point out public that shows that it did in fact exist, and he's showing that one picture. Um, and this was taken at like a, a trade fair where they're kind of showing off branding and stuff like that. Um, and so Sonic the Hedgehog's plans for 2014, um, new show, which we don't need to get into. That was the Sonic Boom stuff in the new games, Sonic Lost World. Mario and Sonic at the Winter Olympic Games and new 2015 title to be announced. Um, so people are assuming that that unannounced title for 2015 was Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 Remake. Um, I don't know how true or not that is, but he gets in, it gets into it where he says like sometime in 2015, Sega decided that it was time to go back to the Adventure Wells. So instead of going to the Sonic team, they went to another one of their internal studios, Sega Shanghai. Um, and they've worked not only on the PS2 remake and HD versions of Nights into Dreams, but they've also worked on the HD ports of Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 for Steam and whatnot, as well as the Dreamcast collection, which was released in 2011. They worked on Sonic Generations, Lost World, and Forces extensively. How extensively, I don't actually know. Um, that's me talking, not him. 
Sonic Forces even got a release in China. Also, the game received PS4, Xbox One bundles. I thought, whatever, that doesn't matter. Sega allowed the subsidiary to develop these remakes because of three things. They saw China as a potentially huge market to get a foothold in. Sonic Team were not available and were busy preparing the Hedgehog Engine 2, working on Sonic Runners, and starting what would eventually become Sonic Forces. And three, Sega, Sega never had any intentions of making eighth generation console owners wait four years for a new sonic game as i heard it they originally started as just a remake of adventure one with generations like visuals but sega was so impressed with their work that they greenlit greenlit a remake of the sequel as soon soon after development started story-wise it was going to be the modern voice cast and writers so take that for what you will lmao what happened exactly (laughs) things seemed to be going well and by all accounts things were well until Sonic Boom, Rise of Lyric hit the scene and bombed critically and commercially. Sega also went through a harsh, cost-cutting restructuring in early 2015 where many people were laid off. I heard they were canceled for two reasons. One, post-Rise of Lyric, Sega got cold feet about giving Sonic out to other developers, despite it being their own fault that Rawl, as you put it, was rushed buggy, a rush buggy disaster, not big red buttons. I personally see it as a corporate finger pointing, then just went away, but whatever. That's just him making opinions. Two, Sega was super cost conscious at the time of the restructuring. Here were concerns that these remakes were going over budget and that they wouldn't be able to make the money back. Sonic Boom's failure scared the absolute shit out of them. One other thing I I heard is that Sonic Adventure music experience concerts were created in the first place to market and promote these remakes and were then retrofitted into something else after they were canceled. Can't let all of that amazing remade music go to waste, right? These these rearrangements, my goodness, Nick, you hear below were made specifically for the remix, and he has got a link for that. Needless to say that if these had actually released, they could have changed everything. We'd be in a much different place right now, but unfortunately with the failure of Boom and Sega's financial woes at the time, the timing just couldn't have been worse. Maybe one day they'll see the light of day. So that is all the information he has. And again, this is an article. He's not citing any sources. Um, I can say that I did see um, Speed Supersonic uh, vouch for him. He says he's got some kind of contacts with, I don't know what Sega or what like that, but he says he can vouch for some of what has been said in this article. So what do you guys think of all of that? So I, I, I have some words that make me very upset. Uh, the first thing is that the thing that happened with Boom Rise of Lyric was that they dropped that it was a Wii U game on the studio two years into development because they were mm-hmm. building it on CryEngine and the Wii yes. U and CryEngine were not friends. Very different. <laughs> <laughs> like the CryEngine as it was was a pretty unorthodox, uh, a, a pretty unorthodox framework for them to be building it on in the first place, but a very powerful one at that. Um, and it was absolutely unprecedented that they were able to get Rise of anyway. It doesn't matter. Uh, One thing I will say is there are a few little things in there that do have me scratching my head a little bit. And one of them being that I don't quite buy that they would have had these primed to release on consoles outside of the Wii U in 2015. Because as far as I'm aware, exclusivity deal didn't end until 2016. There's a statement that's made by a studio returning to remake a game. And that statement is generally, look at what we've learned. Look at us. Do, let, let's go back and do this again, but do it better. Because if you're yeah. going to go back and remake a game, don't half-ass it. Either give us functional, like, part-for-part remakes, like the Insane Trilogy or the Spyro Trilogy, or give us, like, the... I, my, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here. I don't think there's a single Resident Evil fan that will, that will disagree with me that the Resident Evil 1 remake is the definitive version of that game. And there is, oh, hands down. And there is yep. zero reason to play the original after the remake came out, uh, except for like meme factor, going back to watch yeah. the old like the old voice acting and stuff. Or, or that that old FMV opening. Yes. But aside from like nostalgia, aside from novelty, there is no reason to go back and play that game when you make a remake. You should be doing one of two things. You are either going back to make that game perfectly or you are trying to make a game that can exist so well uh parallel to it that fans gobble it up yeah and i, I think like and i i'm with you 
and, and I, I don't trust Sonic to do. I don't trust Sega to do that. No, yeah, Sega's not going to. Sega's not going to do either of those. I'll be honest. Like I've been on the fence about like should we get Adventure Remake or not? Because like I keep thinking to myself, oh man, you'd have to change so much. Like you can't just do, you can't polish that like like the insane trilogy. You just can't. I'm sorry. I love those I, uh... games. You can't. You cannot. I... I adore I? Sonic Adventure 1 with every fiber of my being, and I 110% agree. Like, uh, those are not modern friendly mechanics. People no. today are not going to be able to sit down and play Sonic Adventure 1 and just click with it. We grew up with that. We, we're used to the jank, you know? We, we get it. Um, but, uh, you know, your average Joe playing a game these days, especially somebody that's like a newer Sonic fan that did not grow up with Sonic Adventure. Imagine like doing an insane trilogy remake of Sonic Adventure one. No, they're not going to get into it. Like it, those those games are so um, they're of their time, dude. They're, they really they're are. I think <laughs> I do. I would argue that you can clean them up. But one point I was going to make is that it would be another double black mark on the record, because if you remember, Sonic was going to make his big return to form with Sonic 4, which would show everything Sega understands about classic Sonic, which would be the sequel worthy of following up Sonic 3 and Knuckles. And it showed that Sega had zero understanding of what made those games good. If they, they do that make, again yeah, with... Good if, point. If, if they do that again with the adventure games, people are just going to ask, is this really how you view us? And is this really how you view your past? Yeah. And when did Sonic 4 come out? 2010. Yeah. Yeah. So here's Sonic the... 4 is that exact same kind of time area. Like I, I don't trust them to to do that especially back then. If we get I think a, they can, but if we get a Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 remake, it needs to be less Crash and Spyro and uh Crash and Spyro trilogy where you block by block recreate those games and it needs to be more Resident Evil 1 or even better yet, the Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 2. remake. Yeah. Where it says Okay, here's that game that you loved. Now let's build it from the ground up with modern sensibilities. I have my problems with the two remake, and they all exist in the sewer. But aside from that, <laughs> uh, it's the same problems I have with the three remake. Aside from those things, oh no, he died again. Oh my god, he died really? again, Cyrus. Ah, why is everything that means the recording probably died? Yeah, doesn't it? it did. It no, did. I'm gonna recording. Oh, Jesus, recording um, actually no. survived oh, this time. Recording actually survived this. Yes. Time. Nice. Strangely, um, I don't know what <sighs> technology is weird. Anyway, what I was what I was trying to say is, aside from problems with the RT remake, that game is exactly what an adventure remake would need to be. It needs to be let's rebuild that game, but with modern sensibilities. I'm not saying build a boost game again. I'm kind of I'm I'm done with boost. Yeah. I'm very done with boost. But my I my thing. I don't know if this is going to be a controversial thing to say, but if we do get a Sonic Adventure one and two remake. I don't think Sonic Team should be the ones to make it. I agree. Nothing Toys for Bob at all. Toys for Bob. Get them on board. One oh thing I man! Say, yeah. <laughs> one thing I would say though, which I don't think is too much to ask, is if you want to, if if Sega wants something simple and they want a realistic mandate, but they still want to kind of do a Sonic Adventure one and two remake. Here's an idea: a Sonic Adventure Mania kind of treatment, where they bring back some popular levels, they put some new ones in there. And it's kind of like a Sonic Adventure remake, but with a new story wrapped around it. So Generations two. I don't know. No, not Generations I, that's, 2. That's, what that, that's what that would no, be, it's not, it would play. It would play like the adventure games, and it would have a story more akin to the adventure games. And, like, yeah, you kind of... The selling point of the game would be that it plays in that more open fashion that the adventure games do, just more polished up. So you're but, saying, like, like, a soft reboot. Like, we're revisiting areas, but it's not like a, like a goofy situation like at Generations where you're hopping from time... Yeah, I mean, it could be, shit. I mean, it could be, but at the same time, it could just be that they're retreading some old areas. Like, you've got new stories in these old locations, but you've got some right. new level design in there. So I, it's don't, just... I don't hate that idea. I think you got a point there. Did Pup die? I'm here. Did, Am did I dead? Did anybody else die? I, I, I don't know. I think Cirrus died. Cirrus, you alive? Uh-oh. I'm alive. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> I don't... This is the episode of Technical Errors. This has not been as plain sailing as last time, but I think we got some good talking points in. Yeah. yeah. I I agree with, with everything you're saying there, Pup. I, I think Jurassic World ended up might not be a bad idea either. Um, and I do think, yeah, the Resident Evil 2 is the only way to tackle those games. They are of their time. But they're beloved. So what Resident Evil 2 did was, yeah, modern sensibilities, but we are going to also make the strengths 
that shined back then, we're going to make those shine even brighter with what we know in video games today. But we need those. We need that in the hands of people that give a shit and also can do a good job. And even as silly as seeing Sonic running again alongside a limo, like I just I had a hard time with that as when I was younger playing Sonic Adventure 2. Because there are all these other games out there. And like, this is just, it's too ridiculous for me for as serious as you guys are taking this. But at the same time, like you can lean into that cheese and the absurdity, but also keep it grounded and care about what's happening with, with these characters in that story. I, I think you can do it. I really do. But yeah, man, it's not going to make a lick of difference. If you have Sonic team and you have Pontef and whatever that other guy's name and you keep in that mindset that we've been in because yeah, lighthearted Sonic is well and fine, but if it's outside of colors and generations, it, it's got no place in an adventure remake. If you go back to that, well, you need to understand why people love it and you need to give a shit about what you're putting forth and have the confidence to say that this is what Sonic the Hedgehog is in 3d because damn it, that is what adventure was supposed to be. And for a while it was, and it was glorious and it just lost its way. And I think all of us just want to see Sonic in the third dimension. We want that freedom and we want that speed and we want to give a shit about these new cooler designs and fight kaijus. Damn it. Like I, if, so, if, there, if there's one thing 3d Sonic does really well that I love it potentially. And it's something that adventure kind of teases a lot, especially in like ice cap zone. It's the ability to use Sonic as a physics playground. And I don't think any Sonic game for the most part, aside from adventure has given us sonic as a physics playground and even adventure only gives it in some places only in slight places and that's the brilliance of Sonic. that's why he that's why he mattered when he was in 2d the speed was nice and it was thrilling but it was the physics that made him stand out from mario because nothing played like that even when bubsy or awesome possum or all these other idiots tried to try to pretend they were Sonic the Hedgehog, they didn't have the rolly ball physics and they fell on their asses. You, you know could what it, not copy that. You know what it is, is too often the design philosophy is it's a racer meets a platformer when it should really be more like a skateboard game meets a platformer. Yep. Um, so I guess the Spark Notes version of this is um, Sonic Adventure remakes are an idealistic idea. They're certainly a nice idea, but they're not to be taken lightly and perhaps we would be better off with a new definitive 3D Sonic that draws more from the classics, maybe? I concur. I think I'm with you there, Pup. I, I don't see them... As much as we love adventure and as much as it matters to this particular community, they didn't save the two most prominent consoles they were on. Dreamcast didn't sell great. GameCube certainly was behind the other two in terms of overall sales. I mean, it was close enough to Xbox, but... And for fuck's sake, PS2 just embarrassed the both the fuck out of both of them. But like, it, it's still a niche audience, and it's not a huge audience that I think. Like, I think those games would cost a lot of money to make. I think they would cost I, a fuck ton of money to make. I will, I will use the Resident Evil comparison one more time, but in a different way. Why did the Resident Evil Two remake work? Because Resident Evil Seven paved the way for it to do that. Good point. I want Good to. Point. See, I want to see a 3D Sonic game pave the way and show that this is, this can be done well with modern sensibilities, and then them go. We've got a solid foundation. It's time for those adventure remakes. Yeah, we want a game that says, "Man, I'd love to see adventure in this style." Because I've never wanted to see adventure in boost style. That's that's never nope. been a thought in my mind. Absolutely not. Even even Speed Highway. <laughs> Like it had like these thr- had the thrilling set pieces of Speed Highway and some of the other modern levels, but then like it cut over to two D block sections. Like just fuck yourself. What are you doing? So that's why the Sonic Adventure games fucking suck. So what? then I think Pop is no. trying to crap us up here. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Crap. <laughs> fuck you, Pop. <laughs> we meet. We can't, we have to end every episode with Pop saying and fuck everything. It's six a.m. here. <laughs> let's let the four. Let the poor boy go to sleep. Poor man. Poor the poor man pup. <laughs> How old are you in dog years? I don't know. I hate this. Uh, okay. <laughs> Way too. So like uh, like 600. <laughs> 600 years old. Oh, cool. And you're not dead yet. Damn it. I'm positively decrepit. <laughs> Any God. final thoughts from anybody? Yay. I Okay. 
my my final thought is just a reiteration of what I of what I said before. The Resident Evil franchise did the same thing to me that Sonic has done with RE6 and 5 in burning me and not giving me what I wanted. And then they made 7 and 2 and the 3 remake. I want to see Sonic do the same thing. You've you've had your fun ruining my childhood. Now please come back and stop hurting me. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us on this episode of Sunset City. Be sure you follow everybody here. We have Twitter. We have all of us have our own YouTube channels. They're all worth following. I'm on Twitter and on YouTube as Game Apologist. Easy enough to find. Uh, you guys want to clout your shit? I make videos. Do you now? <laughs> what do you make videos? <laughs> on the internet. I swear to God, Sirius. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and follow me at Necosirius on YouTube and, and Twitch and all that other... I'm sorry. Social media has burned me like Sega. <laughs> Wayne? I, I am Wayne's boss on literally everything. And Channel Pup is Channel Pup. Just, just follow him. Little sassy bitch. See you on OnlyFans, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>